Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And I want to talk to you about something that I have come to consider cruel synchronicity. Now, we all realize that the universe doesn't necessarily speak English. That when the universe is trying to talk to you, the universe will communicate with you by giving you certain signs and symbols and making things sort of click into place that will direct you in the proper direction. And it's kind of funny because most of the time, if you look back at your life on bad decisions that you made, you'll realize that there were sort of red flags that were popping up here and there that you just ignored or you thought you were misinterpreting. And then you look past those things for one reason or another, and it ended up being something that you you regret, uh, some kind of a bad business deal or a, a bad move that you made in, in one direction or another. And so you get to a point where you, you really start paying attention to all of these signs and symbols and connections that are leading you toward the right thing. And if you look back on the good things that have happened in your life, well, you can re-examine them and reevaluate them and you can see all of these sort of green flags that were popping up for you that led all of that to connect at the right time, at the right place for you in your life. But there is this other extremely bizarre thing that I've come to call cruel synchronicity, which doesn't make a lot of sense on the surface. So let me give you an example of this. When I was shooting and reporting and all that for the Travel Channel series called Paranormal Paparazzi, my friend C. Eric Scott, who is the film producer, and myself, we were driving all over the United States, and sometimes we had a particular mission that was arranged for us in advance. You know, you, you go to this place, you talk to this person at this time, and now you go to this place and you talk to this person at this time. But you know me. When I'm out there in the field and I'm trying to gobble up good content as quickly as possible. I'm also just looking for opportunities that arise. And so at one point, Eric and I were sent down near Lakeland, Florida, to do a story about skunk apes. And a certain amount of that was prearranged. Uh, they had created a, uh, a, a situation where Eric and I were going to meet with the skunk ape expert, and he was going to give us his insight on skunk apes. But I knew enough in advance to know that he was going to talk to us about one lady who had come into contact with the skunk ape. And what I really wanted to do as a part of that segment on the Travel Channel was to just talk to some you know regular everyday person like this lady who had an encounter because it's one thing when you talk to an expert 
it's another thing when you just talk to someone more or less off the street who has had a run-in, who doesn't have an agenda, who's not selling a book or doesn't have a website or whatever, and uh, to see what he or she has to say. So there was this one woman who had had this um, really intense skunk ape encounter. And, and by the way, if you're not familiar with a skunk ape, it's a cryptid sort of similar to a smaller Bigfoot. And I got on the net and I did everything I could. We just had no way of contacting her or finding her. So basically, we'd pretty much given up on it. But it had been a long day. And so uh, Eric and I decided to go have lunch. And we went to um, one of these places like a Ruby Tuesday or uh, might have been at Applebee's or something. I can't remember. But there weren't too many people there on this weekday around noon. So Eric and I, we we sat down, and our server came up, uh, a very friendly waitress. And at some point, the conversation turned to, you know, who we were and why we were in town. And I said, well, you know, I'm with the Travel Channel, and we're doing a story right now on skunk caves. And she said, oh, my best friend once saw a skunk ape. I said, really? She says, yeah, yeah. So we talked to her more, of course, and it turns out her best friend is this woman that we had been trying to get in touch with. I mean, can you believe that? Uh, uh, you know, we just so happened to walk into this restaurant that we just sort of picked visually as we were driving through town could have been any one of those places, but no, it turns out our server is best friends with the woman that we want to contact. So she called her best friend and said, hey, I have some guys here from the Travel Channel who would like to uh, talk to you about your experience. And she said, yeah, that, you know, that, that'd, be, that'd be fine. I'm happy to talk about that. And so uh, we exchanged information and uh, walked out of there, and it, Eric and I were high-fiving each other like, man, can you believe this? We're obviously supposed to talk to this woman. This is amazing how this has worked out. So I called the woman. She was very friendly, and we made an appointment to meet with her the next day. I think it was like 10 o'clock in the morning to talk to her about her experience. So... I think what our arrangement was uh, was that I was going to call her the next morning and then she was going to tell us about a meeting spot. So everything seemed meant to be. It was flowing so smoothly. But then the next day, um, I called her number and this guy answered the phone and he said, he was a really mean, drunk, like redneck sounding guy. And he was like, she doesn't want to talk to you, you know, like hung up the phone. Like, what the hell? So I figured, well, let's wait 10 minutes and call that number back because, you know, I already talked to the lady and she said she did want to talk to us. So I called back, dude answers again, and starts cussing me out and saying all these threatening things. If you come around here, I'm going to shoot you and all this kind of shit. And so I'm just like, well, okay, uh, this is not worth having to deal with whoever this guy is who's in the mix. 
And so it didn't happen. And and I thought, wow, why would all of these little pieces fall into place that would lead us to this woman that we wanted to contact if at the last minute things were going to fall apart? And that's exactly what happened. We never talked to the woman. I don't even remember her name. And we never got that story. So sometimes you'll find that in life, you'll follow these patterns, these synchronistic connections that will seem to be very clearly directing you into one area and then all of a sudden at the end, doesn't happen. And you say, well, how, how is that possible? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not sure why that happens. Um, I think that it may have something to do with this whole philosophical argument about the difference between freedom and determinism, that some things to some degree are meant to be, but that we all have some ability to choose and decide and to change and manipulate things to the last minute. And my impression was that this woman must have been with some guy who was just a nasty guy. And she told him, you know, I'm going to talk to these people about my skunk ape experience. And he was like, yeah, screw that, you know. Um, and so then she backed out. Um, and it's it's weird because when it comes to the idea of following synchronicity in general and using law of attraction, that sometimes if you get in the groove, like, and, and you'll find that if you start reading books or listening to audio books that start reminding you about how all this works, if all of this starts building in a nice, well-formed, organized manner, and things are going well for you, if at that point you get distracted or you change your mind or you move away from it, suddenly it's like the opposite happens. It's like the whole thing just comes crashing down even harder because it was such a well-formed, well-organized thing. And so that's why if you're one of these people who is, is using, you know, wishing machines and sigils and the techniques that I wrote about and use the force, a Jedi's guide to the law of attraction, you have to understand that once you get in the swing of this and things are working very well for you, you have to stay on top of it every day. Unfortunately, you get no vacations. Otherwise, it will start unraveling and the same degree of organization sort of reverses itself and then everything comes crashing down in an organized manner of destruction. So these are curious glimpses into the composition of reality and, and what it is to be a human trying to pick up on these cues and trying to understand the design, the pattern, the organization of this thing that we call life and or reality. It's always a lesson, though. I mean, no matter what happens, it's always a lesson. But I think maybe 
when it came to the lady with the skunk ape, when Eric and I high-fived each other and said, okay, this is done, that might have been a mistake. Because at that point, we reached a state of resolution. And we said, okay, this is going to happen. And then we got lazy again, and we stopped focusing on it. And that's when you open it up even more to fall apart. So I guess the point of all this is, if you're one of these people following the language of the universe, following the cues and clues that are directing you to where you need to be, don't stop in that process until you get where you need to be, until you get the result that you need to have. Because if you relax and you get a little bit lazy um, and you're not focusing on, on it actively, well, then it'll just fly all the pieces. And you can look back and say, what the heck? This seems like a cruel joke. I was there. I had this in the palm of my hand. And then at the last minute, somehow, somebody blew it. These are the things that give us insight into how your life is developed, how the things in your life are organized. And so you can either continue on this course, on this path of just saying, uh, I'm a total victim, blown whichever way the wind wants to blow me. I have no control. I'm powerless. Or you can say, no, I do have some power here. I'm going to take that power and I'm going to manifest with it. And that manifestation is going to take me where I want to go. But once you get on that path and you start seeing the green flags and everything's leading you in the right way, don't take it for granted. You have to stick with it. You have to maintain that sense of discipline about what you want and how specifically that you want it. I mean, I have friends right now in Puerto Rico, for example, who want to get out of there. And you say, okay, well, I'll buy you a uh, a plane ticket. You get your stuff in a bag, and, you know, you're out of there. And then, it's, then they say, oh, well, but, but I don't want to leave all my stuff here because it'll get looted or whatever. I'm like, well, okay, well, in that case, what? how do you want to handle that? Well, I don't know. Well, listen, folks, everybody's busy. You're busy. I'm busy. Everybody's busy. If you want some kind of help, if you want some kind of assistance, if you want to manifest a particular goal, it is your personal responsibility to come up with a plan, to crystallize it as succinctly and in as much detail as possible. And then we all have something to work on. So if you come to me and you say, here's my plan, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and each one of these is just one sentence. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Okay, I can help you. And there are other people who can help you. But the first thing that you have to do is figure out what you want, and then you have to become devoted. You have to become dedicated to that plan in order 
to make it manifest. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't some value in just relaxing and going with the flow because ultimately there are powers that are beyond you or me that are going to sort of determine the way that these energies flow that are beyond human capabilities. But you have to just take that into consideration as well. So you want your plan to be adaptable, but that's okay as long as you have a plan. A plan that's clear, a strategy that's clear, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Every single one of those has one sentence devoted to it, and these are the steps that you're going to take. And when things start working out for you, don't get lazy and say, oh, well, I guess everything's rolling now, so I don't have to do anything else. No, when it starts rolling, that's when you need to do even more to take advantage of it because the more organized your successful creation becomes, the more organized the fashion when it just will collapse if you abandon it. So you have to stick with it. And that's a very, very important aspect of what we're talking about when it comes to the idea of manifesting and being aware and listening to the language, seeing the language, feeling the language of the universe. So that's what's on my mind today. Um, I also would be remiss if I did not mention that uh, in two days, in two days, the first batch of items at unusualauctions.com is going to, uh, it's going to be up. Uh, like right now, I'm looking at all this cool stuff, the clockwork orange iron-on, the eerie little clown, the Mothman necklace, this cool antler wand with a quartz crystal, this vintage ESP testing kit, uh, the Linda Blair signed pea soup can, the last rights kit. Uh, all this stuff is, is now about to end in a couple of days. So if you're interested in receiving one of these things, an item that comes from my collection and the collection of the Asheville Mystery Museum with a signed card from me, personally signed by me, saying, yes, this is from my collection. Uh, I hope that you'll go to unusualauctions.com and take a look and put in your final bids because it's going to be over that first batch before you know it. But we also have other cool stuff that we've added in. Indiana Jones, Holy Grail, rubbing replica, a vampire hunter kit, uh, some Bigfoot stuff. All that is at unusualauctions.com. All right, my friends, uh, as usual, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your interest. Thank you for staying curious. And remember, if you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll find a spot at the top where you can click the link to the podcasts and you can subscribe in various ways, or just follow me on Twitter, and I will tweet when new ones are available as well. All right, talk to you again soon.